0: You are listening to episode number 13 here on the Fine Art of Adulting podcast. Today, we're talking all about basic investing 101. There is so much knowledge packed into this episode, especially if you feel like you cannot invest money because of the fact that you don't have any spare money laying around. A lot of us feel like we're living paycheck to paycheck. But I am here to help break that cycle. We are not going to be living paycheck to paycheck anymore. We are going to start learning about investing into our daily lives so that we can have more fun, more money, and more freedom. So without further ado, let's just get right on into today's episode. Hi, I'm Jessica Carrera. I started this company because I am obsessed with helping people learn what should have been taught in school. I once needed this resource and couldn't find everything in one place, so I became the very hub I wish I had when I started to navigate this multifaceted thing that we call adulthood. If you are looking to have access to information so that you can better utilize the resources you already have, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode here on the podcast. I accidentally did not record the first couple of minutes of my IG Live, so if you are interested in getting the unedited version, head over to Instagram and hit, I think it's on IGTV, yeah, it's on IGTV, it's on my profile, Um, go ahead and check that out. But I just thought I'd do a quick recap of how I actually started this episode and I started it by talking about what is an investment. According to the New Oxford American Dictionary, they have a couple of different ways that they define it. It can either be defined as the investment of money for profit or material result or an act of devoting time and effort or energy to a particular undertaking with the expectation of a worthwhile result. There are a lot of ways that we can invest into our lives. We can invest into our lives every single day whether we think we have enough money to or not. I know I used to think that only the rich invest or only people who have extra money invest and this just is not true people who want to invest will invest and i'm going to tell you how you can do it without having what feels like tons of money you don't need $10,000 you can quite literally start with $10 so there's a few other important terms that we need to touch base on before we get too into it we need to talk about assets so an asset is something that you've bought and it can either appreciate or depreciate in value so an asset could be something like my laptop, my phone, my car, um, a TV. All those kinds of things are technically assets because they do hold some monetary value, right? But I think of all those things I named, there none, not a single one is an appreciating asset, which means that it would gain value over time. So, my car loses value over time. It's a depreciating asset. My phone loses value, especially when the next iPhone comes out. You know, like those are examples of depreciating assets. We want to focus less of our money into the disposable depreciating assets, and we want to put more of our money into better investments that appreciate in value. So it's important to denote what is an appreciating asset and what's a depreciating asset in your life. So there's other ways we can invest like in health, for example. So you don't need to necessarily see a doctor all of the time if you are really being conscious of preventative health care. An example of preventative health care where you do see a doctor frequently might be going to the dentist and getting cleanings twice a year. That will save you a lot of money comparatively to not doing anything for your teeth over the course of a decade and needing a bunch of dental work that will cost you thousands of dollars. That couple hundred dollars a year just in cleaning fees is going to come back to you tenfold because you are putting that money in up front. So I feel like that's an appreciating asset, even though it's really not technically an asset. So I think what I'm really talking about today is informed consumerism and being smart with your money because we could all use a little more of that. I know I'm still learning. There's still a million things for me to learn. I'm just sharing what I know right now. So. Another example of an appreciating asset would be maybe building a garden. So over the last couple of years, my husband and I have been building the garden around our home and it is finally going to start paying off this year and making us more money than we've put into it based on the food that's coming back to us. There are a lot of different ways that you can go about doing this. Some people have cut flower gardens literally just so that they can add value to their homes and so that they can sell cut flowers that multiply over time. Those are just a couple of examples. Obviously, like, gardens don't apply to everybody, especially if you're living in the city. You don't have a lot of space, but I do encourage you to start to pursue a lifestyle where you can do those kinds of things because one, you're just going to be really connecting back with the earth and nature and it is such a really great way to basically get free therapy. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the garden and it's like a wave of just absolute relaxation comes over me and I'm actually able to think. So, sometimes when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'll literally just pop out there just for that. Another example of an appreciating asset, although this could be deemed a depreciating asset, would be buying tools. So, buying, like, the tools themselves will depreciate over time. Granted, tools typically do hold their value because you can still use them. I like to think of them as an appreciating asset because of the fact that when you buy that tool initially, you end up getting to use it so many more times than just that once. So it's saving you probably thousands of dollars over the course of time. I can't tell you how many tools and how many things that we bought when we were renovating this home. And it hurt. It hurt to buy the things. I hated doing it. And now that I'm looking back on it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we did because I I don't even know what we would do if we didn't have these things on hand sometimes. So, it's really important to learn how to use your tools, how to use your assets, right? So, you could sit on a property and make a lot of money on it if you really wanted to by putting time and energy into it like we have or you can sit on that property and it will still appreciate in value, but it will not appreciate as quickly. And I feel like it's almost like a bonus form of income if you think about it because of the fact that you're creating equity in your home when you do things like that. Beyond tools, I also wrote down here education. Education is a really, really great way to invest in yourself, to invest in your future. Literally, a college education, personal development, um, courses, trainings, anything like that that is going to help you either learn something that's going to save you a lot of money or it's going to teach you a skill that's equivalent to a lot of money. A lot of these things are worthwhile. So, for example, I've spent quite a bit of money on personal development in the last couple of years. Well, really, in the last year. And Has it helped me quite a bit? Yes, because I literally wouldn't be on this live right now if I hadn't done that. And these lives are a way that I connect with people. I record my podcast. It does really affect more aspects of my life than I originally anticipated that it would. So I highly recommend investing in yourself, whether it be actual education or resources to become a better version of yourself. Beyond that, oh, and just like things like high quality clothing, like have you ever bought a shirt that was stupid cheap, but it was literally stupid cheap and it basically fell apart after a while or it stained really easily or whatever. Start investing in one or two pieces of higher quality clothing. And you'll notice that you'll be spending less money on clothing, especially If you are being really diligent about buying stuff that really suits you, really makes you happy. Like, I bought this sweater because I really like it. I think it's really cute. It's a cute shade of green. It's fuzzy. I love it. I will wear it a million more times before I retire it. So, instead of having, like, 500 shirts in my closet that aren't being worn. I choose to have a few things in my closet that get worn very frequently. When I was clearing out my closet last year, I sold a bunch of my stuff online. This is a really great way to make passive income. You can post it on consignment online. Um, A great outlet for that that I used was Poshmark, and you can sell things pretty quick, especially if you choose to price them low. So, let's get back into it. Go back to depreciating assets. So a depreciating, I'm sorry if it sounds funny the way I'm enunciating it, I just want to be really clear whether I'm talking about an appreciating asset or a depreciating asset. When I'm talking about depreciating assets, I'm talking about things like, typically, not always, but typically, vehicles. So, unless you're buying a classic or you're buying a very, very expensive luxury car that came in a limited quantity of models or whatever, or, like, they didn't make very many of them, like, they only made a hundred of this one car, and it was a $250,000 car, $250, car to begin with typically those limited editions appreciate in value. And this is where the saying, wealth begets wealth comes into play. The more you're able to invest into something upfront, typically the higher the return is gonna be. This isn't always true. And you can definitely find things to invest in that have completely opposite ratios of how much you're gonna get back from it. So obviously you want to invest into things that are going to get you money back or value back exponentially. That is the best way to invest is to get exponentially back what you put into it. So what I mean by this is like, if I put in $2, I would get like 2 to the power of 10 back. Like that would be really cool, right? Now this isn't usually the case, especially when you look at savings accounts. Savings accounts have like sometimes like a 1% return. Like, they're really low. Sometimes they're like half a percent. Sometimes they're a quarter of a percent. And these just are not places that you should be investing your money. Granted, you should have some sort of emergency savings fund just so that you're prepared for whatever the heck life throws at you. But putting all your money in a savings account literally is not going to make you passive income. It's not going to get you to crazy financial goals that are very attainable for people like you and me. So, even if you're not making a lot of money, I love this story. There's, like, the story about a mailman who, you know, didn't make very much money. I mean, people in the post office system don't, like, make a boatload of money, right? But he chose, at the beginning of his job, he chose that every single time he received um, a little bit more of an increase in pay, he would put that money towards his retirement. And by the end of his life or whatever, and he was retiring, he had over a million dollars in retirement savings because of the way they invest money for you. So I highly recommend putting your money into something like Um, a 401k, a Roth IRA, those sorts of things. Try to max those out first before you start going for luxury items right off the bat because you can get to a point in your life where the assets are paying for your luxury. You're not trying to barely keep up buying the luxury items per se, but your assets are paying for them. You're not having to like actually work for your luxury things. And that is a really good feeling. So a way to start snowballing this is start small. My biggest recommendation is to start small. So what can you do to start small? Go to my YouTube channel and check out all of the videos I have on ways that you can save money really easily. So I have a lot of cleaning products that I use, you know, like laundry detergent, just stuff that I've found um, alternatives to that is way cheaper and way more health conscious. So this is something that's really important to in mind as well because when you're choosing to be more health conscious up front, you're going to have less of those issues, like I said, later in life and you're not going to need a doctor as often because of the fact that you're not just inundating your body with terrible chemicals all of the time. You're not damaging your health all of the time. So I just want to touch base on one more form of preventative health care and that is going to see a chiropractor. I know I have literally been in so much pain before that I couldn't do anything and how are you supposed to make money, survive, be happy if you can't do anything? How can you do any of those things if you're in literally such debilitating pain? And so I've been going to the chiropractor for about I would say like a year or a year and a half now on a pretty regular basis and sometimes I have to go more often and it is costly, but it is so worth it because the value I get out of it, I'm able to put back into my life. Like, because of the fact that I've gotten these adjustments, I'm able to then go do the garden, which makes me even more money. Or I can go do my DIY stuff that saves me, you know, a couple thousand dollars a year. And when you are saving this money, I mean it's all exciting and whatnot, except for if you're not doing anything with this money to help yourself even more, what's the point? Like if you're not doing something with your money that, you know, I like to put some of like my saved money back into a fun fund. I don't know, other people call it like entertainment fund or whatever. I call it a fun fund because that's what I want more of in my life is fun, not entertainment. So I've chosen to reword some of those things because that's what I want to bring more of into my life. Anyways, the whole point is you need to learn how to better save money to reinvest. So when you start to reinvest in your day to day stuff, you begin to reaffirm to your brain that you are the type of person who is an investor. You are the type of person who has enough money. So when you start being your start a- I can't even get the words out, I'm so excited. When you are starting to develop that mindset, it is literally so empowering. You begin to actually think about how you can invest even greater into your life. So it started out with like little things like the cleaning products for myself and then i started saving that money and reinvesting it into stuff that would save me even more money and then i'd invest the next chunk of money and so on and so forth so it literally started up like as like just a little snowflake and then it it became a giant raging snowball and so now i'm able to save myself multiple thousands of dollars a year to reinvest in myself which is going to make me even more money or more assets, or what more, whatever more of that I actually want. So, it's important to be clear on what you actually want and what you don't want, and in order to start building that, quite literally. So, I have um, a book recommendation. If you're interested in a much more in-depth understanding of investing, I highly recommend. There's a Tony Robbins book, and I think it's like, called money, mastering the game, or something along the lines of that, and that really goes into, like, how you should be investing your money into, like, big stocks and stuff like that. So, granted, not all of us are at a point where you can put big money into things like that. You can still start small, and there's a million and one ways to do it, and you have to figure out what's best for you and your family, because our needs are different. Like, my needs are going to be different than your needs. But there is some sort of, like, basic ground level where we can all start. And that's what is so important is that we actually start. So, get to it. Go check out a video where you can actually learn how to save more money. Like, a lot of the things that I do will save me, you know, two to $3,000 this year and even more next year and more the year after that. So, I can actually start taking these chunks of money and doing more. I can even donate more. I can, you know, buy more. I can do things more in the fun fund area and all of that. So I just really think that it's important to reframe how we think about money and how we think about investing because investing isn't just putting 10k into the stock market and waiting and then losing it all or potentially making a bunch of money it's it's not just that like it is about making money obviously and there are some really smart ways to do it am I the financial investor or financial advisor that should be talking to the extent of those things no please go read that book download it on audible that's what I've done And it actually really explains things so in depth. Like, it basically dumbs down everything about investing and makes it easier for the common person to understand. Because in all reality, we're not taught any of this in school. We're not taught how to invest. We're not taught any of that kind of thing. And it's it's one of the most important things to get out of the whole. Like, nobody wants to be living paycheck to paycheck. That is wildly uncomfortable. Been there, done that, and I am done. Like, nah, thanks. Um, so, do what, oh, hello, Levi's mommy, and I don't know how to pronounce this other person's name. Hello, everybody who just joined. Um, what I'm trying to say is just that nobody wants to live paycheck to paycheck, and even if you are right now, you can climb out of that hole. You can do that. It is very attainable. I have literally done it myself. Yes, it takes time, but time is going to pass anyways. We might as well do something that we actually enjoy and brings us back income to. Anyways, so that kind of wraps up all of what I was talking about today. If you missed the rest of this live, then go ahead and Either rewatch it once it uploads to IGTV or you can check it out on my podcast here in a little bit. Um, it will be uploaded, I don't know, probably later today. I'm actually getting a lot faster at it and I'm able to get it done before I go to my normal job. So, again, just remember what, what an asset is, what an appreciating asset is, what a depreciating asset is, and start applying them to your life because it is a lot easier than you think it is. So, I will catch you in next week's episode. If you are, like, have any questions, you're confused about anything, definitely drop them in the comments for me. Shoot me a DM and I will get back to them. I will either get back to them in another live. I will create more based on your guys' wants and needs, obviously. And, Yeah. That's basically it. So I will catch you next week. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend and you stay safe out there. I'll see you later. If this episode has helped you in any way, shape, or form, I would so super appreciate it if you clicked subscribe and left me a review. The more reviews we get, the greater reach we have, and the more impact we will make. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and like us on Facebook. Be sure to check out our website and sign up for our mailing list so you don't miss out on any promotions. I look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode.